You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Well, I was talking about last week about how Jesus' life, and he dreams that we have this big, awesome, beautiful life, you know, and, and uh, that we have, you know, 24-7, we'll have love. No matter what's going on in our life, we'll have love. 24-7, no matter what's going on in our life, we'll have joy. 24-7, no matter what's going on in our life, we'll have peace. All those things, the fruit of the Spirit, basically, you know, and how we'll have those things. Not happiness that comes and goes, but real, real stuff that he wants to put inside of us. And, and I believe everyone, everyone that was listening went home encouraged last Sunday, but did we live it this week? Did we live 24-7 love? Did we live 24-7 contentment? Did we live 24-7 goodness? How, how do we get there? I mean, if this is what he's dreaming, he wants us to have that, right? So how do we get there? Well, that's the first part of today's sermon is that Jesus is the way. He's the way. So how do we get there? How is it that we're going to get there? Uh, it, the fact that we become Christians, and uh, you know, it, does that make it automatic that we're going to have all these things in our life because it's automatic? You know, I think sometimes, sometimes we take a little bit of truth and we kind of apply it to every other part of our Christian walk. And uh, salvation is free, right? Salvation is free. But you know, when you go through the drive-through and you tell them you want a hamburger and, you know, and, and a drink, you know, what do they ask you? You want fries with that, right? You know? And so maybe, maybe ask you that question this morning also. Okay, you asked Jesus for eternal life. You got that. But do you want some blessings with that? I mean, yeah, salvation is free, but there's some other stuff that's got to happen in our life to get to that place. Okay, let, let me give you a little bit of an illustration right here. Imagine that uh, you want to drive to the West Coast this week. I don't know why in the world you'd want to do that, but just imagine, okay, just for sake of argument. Okay, now you're going to drive to the West Coast, starting tomorrow morning, and I say starting because you're not getting there tomorrow, okay, just starting tomorrow morning. Okay, so tomorrow morning, you come out of your house, you're wanting to take this trip to the West Coast. I have found a car. I've procured a car for you. I've made sure it's gassed up. I've got checked the tires out, the battery, I checked all the fluids and everything. I've actually got it sitting in front of your house, pointed in the right direction, I've got it cranked and uh, warmed or cool, whichever it is, you know, you know, in May in Alabama, you just never know, right, till you get out in, in the mornings, right? And I've got it ready for you. All you've got to do is sit in the seat, put it in, put it in drive, and take off, and you do, and everything is wonderful, right? But you're not there yet. Amen? You're not there yet. All along the way, if you don't stop for gas, what's going to happen? If you turn the lights on and you leave them on the whole three-day trip while you're sleeping, while you're, you know, while you're uh, at the rest stop or whatever, all those things, what's going to happen? Uh, right? I mean, if you leave the windows down that whole trip, you know, what's going to happen? Well, there might be some rain washing or maybe some people get into your car that you really didn't want to get into your car, right? The whole point is I can set you up with everything you need to get there, but you've got to do some right things to actually get there. And when we do right things, we get there. Jesus has set us up. You've got free salvation. Your sins are washed away. You're headed to heaven. Your name is written in the records of heaven. You're headed that way, but you've got to do some things to keep it going. You've got to keep it gassed up. 
You, you know, you've got to make sure that you, you, know, you don't leave the windows down and things don't get in that shouldn't get in. There are things that we have to do, and if we don't, there are roadside attractions and distractions, right? And if we don't pay attention, we're not going to get there. And one of the reasons it's, I think it's so hard for us is because Jesus' way is different from our way. The way we, way we do it, the way humans do it, the, the humanistic way of doing things, Jesus' way is different than that. And because of that, if you're a Christ follower, if you're a Jesus follower, if you're a Christian, then you are different because Jesus' way is different. Let, let, me, let me just give you a, uh, just a, a few examples right here. I mean, who says this? Does Jesus say that? Look out for number one. Does, does Jesus say this or do we say this? We say this, right? What does Jesus say? Jesus says the first shall be the last. And there's a scripture reference. You can check those out in the sermon notes on the Connect page if you want to actually read that. What's the, what's the next one for me, Tommy? Get all you can get, right? I've heard get all you can and can all you get. Y'all ever heard that one? Jesus didn't say that, right? You know what Jesus says? This is what Jesus says. Give up your life. Whoa, wait a minute. Hope, oh, 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 I'm done, right? Uh, there's a lot of people, they're done at this point because we don't understand and we miss it. Go back and listen to those songs we just sang and how awesome that was. And this is the message that is there. If you, if you save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life, you're going to find it. You're going to have it. What's, what's the next one for us, Tommy? The world says believe in yourself. Jesus says trust in God. Don't believe, believe in yourself. We just sang that song a minute ago. I think somebody, you know, some people may have checked out on that song, that last song that we just saw. You know, I, I, I'm not enough. Now, the world tells you you're enough, just as you are. You are enough. But Jesus says, no, you're not enough without me. You need me. You know what? And if you're, if you're making it without Jesus, I, you're not trying a whole lot. You're not, you're not trying a whole lot because if you're trying a whole lot, you're going to need something. So believe in yourself, trust in God. What's the next one, Tommy? Is discover yourself, right? Y'all hear people say that today? Discover That's what the world says, discover yourself. But Jesus says, deny yourself. Not don't not discover, but deny what that is that's inside of you that is telling you to live this way or think this way or talk this way or treat someone this way. You've got to deny all that kind of stuff. And the last one, be true to you. Man, that's a big one today, isn't it? Be true to you. But what does the Word of God say? Jesus says, seek truth. Not, not, not your truth. Not the situational truth, not, not truth that is, well, what's right for you might not be right for you, and not that kind of truth, but to seek actual truth. You see, Jesus' way is different than the world that we've been raised in, and it's getting, it's getting more and more, and, I, and I, think, I think during COVID and I think all this, I, th I, think, I think we, come on, even us Christians, we slid over here just a little bit. Maybe, maybe we haven't embraced all of that, but we're sliding over there a little bit more because what have they been telling us for the last 14, 15 months? You stay home. You take care of yourself. You know, mask yourself up, you know, so that, you know, stay away from people. I mean, you know, uh, socially distance, you know, and all that, and take care of yourself and more and more. And we keep doing that, and we've gotten to do that, and, 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 and we've, we've forgotten that uh, somebody, had the, somebody had one of the shirts on this morning. It's not about me, one of our shirts around here, right? It's not about me. That's what Christianity is. That's not Christianity. This is Christianity, and Jesus' way is different. His way is different. Okay, let me tell you something else about Jesus' way. Christianity is not, and I think this is one of the, one of the things of this over here, Christianity is not a spectator sport, okay? 
you know, let's just be real. You know, that's why you can't do church at home. That's why you can't do Christianity at home. Because Christianity is not something you do for an hour and 15 minutes. That's an ideal. That's an idea. That's, that's something maybe encouraging, maybe. But it's not Christianity. Christianity is not a spectator sport. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, Jesus told Thomas, it's who he's talking to right here, one of his disciples. Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Okay, now what does that mean? All right, because uh, anybody here ever run a plow? Anybody? 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 <laughs> I thought Michael's hand went up, but then, then, then I think he was like, do you want me to do something this afternoon, Pastor? <laughs> not really sure about that. You thought this was a back way to get you to help me in my yard today, right? Okay, we, we don't really know much about, but think back in those days. We don't know much about plows, but, you know, hanging on to this big piece of wood that's got this metal piece sticking in the ground, and you got some ox or donkey or something up there, right, pulling this thing, and you're doing, and so G, this is the illustration Jesus gave. Anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back, what does that mean? Okay, think about this. If you got your hand on the plow, but you're looking back here, you're not going to plow very straight, are you? You know, you're probably not going to plow very well because you're not going to even know if the blade is standing up because that's one of the things is they weren't automatic back in those days. They didn't stay under the ground just because, you know, you had to make sure it stayed in the ground. So, so here's the thing. You can have your hands on the plow, but if you're, the rest of you is focused on anything else anywhere else, you're not going to be plowing like you need to be plowing. That's what he's saying. Christianity is not about having a little bit. I got a little bit on my hand, you know, here, and, and my hand's on the plow. I got a little bit on, of Christianity right here, and my focus is all everywhere. And Christianity is a 24-7 thing. Christianity is not something we do on Sunday morning. That's why you can't do, that's why you can't do Christianity in an hour and 15 minutes in a, in a YouTube service. That's why, that's why Christianity is not something we can do for Sunday morning because Jesus Christ came to give us that life 24-7. That's what we talked about last week. But if we want that love, joy, peace, and all those things and contentment, then we've got to have that all day long. You know, and it's like we've got to have that, that gentleness and goodness. You know, when, uh, when our, our waitress gets our order wrong this afternoon. Can, can I tell you something? Let me, let, me, let me help some of you right here. It's going to happen to somebody in this room today probably, okay? Your order is going to be wrong in some way. Somebody's going to spill something on you or something's not going right. So go ahead and make up your mind. I'm going to be a Christian this afternoon regardless of what happens at the restaurant. <laughs> Can we not just do that, right? Or go ahead and set you up for it. Sometime this week, if you, if you work in downtown Birmingham or the other side of town or whatever, you are going to get cut off in traffic or somebody's going to be driving too slow in the fast lane, even though the governor says you're not supposed to do that, right? It's going to happen. So go ahead and make up your mind right now. I'm going to be a Christian all week long, even when somebody cuts me off in traffic. I and mean, that's what this whole thing is about. If we want to get there to this life, we've got to make up our mind. This is not a, a one-hour, 20-minute thing. This is a 24-7 thing. And, and let me give you three T's real quick if I can. Time, talent, and ties. Time, talent, ties. You can remember these real quick, right? Time, talent, and ties. It's going to take your time. Let, let, me, let me paraphrase something from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Five minutes of serving someone is greater than 5,000 words posted on social media. <laughs> Man, everybody's posting all this kind of stuff. I want to know who's out there doing anything about it. 
Come on, who's out, there? who's out there rebuilding the houses? Who's out there rebuilding the lives? Who's out there sharing and doing those things? And you say, well, I just don't know. I don't know where there are any opportunities. Raise your hand, if you will, Andrew, right over here. Right? You want the opportunities? Here's our guy right here. I mean, he's totally wrapped up in it right now, look, looking for people that can help. He can find you a place to serve this week if you want to serve. Because this, this is not about, uh, I'll get into that one a little later. Okay, here's the second thing is talent. You have talent. You have things that you do. Can I encourage you to do something? I don't want to mention any specific jobs because I don't want some of you thinking I'm just coming down on certain people. But whatever job it is that you do, or maybe a hobby that you do or whatever, how long has it been since you did something for somebody without pay? How long has it been since you said, I do this, and you say, I'm going to find a widow, or I'm going to find someone who is struggling financially, and I'm going to go do this job at their house, and I'm not going to take any pay for it, and you choose to do that. I think as a Christian, we're supposed to be doing that on a regular basis. When we, and, and, and maybe we don't even look for it. We just say, God, show, show me who they are. And when the opportunity arises, we just step up. Now, now listen, I'm not, I'm not asking anybody to come to my house and plow for free today, okay? I'm not asking anybody. I'm not, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you, you know? And if you, well, I don't, I, I don't know any place to serve. I, <laughs> see Brent after church, okay? Now, I've given you Andrew. Now, I've given you Brent. See Brent after church. He'll help you figure out some places that you could serve. But what's the last, the last one's tithes, okay? Now, I don't want to get really caught up into the 10% thing right here, okay? Because I don't have time for that, all right? I don't have time for that. So let's not argue about the percentage. Let's just talk about giving. And maybe you disagree about this or that, but can we all agree on this? That if you aren't investing in some way, then you aren't invested in ministry. If you aren't giving in some way, if you aren't giving some amount somewhere, somehow, you aren't invested in ministry. You can say, this is the church I visit, but you can't really say, this is my church. You can't really say, this is the church that, that, that I'm a part of. This is our vision. This is what we're going to accomplish. This is what we're going to do. And, and, and listen, I, I'll tell you, a uh, coffee shop is open. Had an amazing week this week. Had an amazing week. I appreciate all the, we had a lot of volunteers come in and help us because we really didn't know how many people we would need. So we had a lot of volunteers. Thank you for all of that. But there are just a few things left there to buy. And if you've not, if, I mean, it, it's almost too late for you to say, I was a part of that. Not quite. We've got a few things left to buy. You want to write a check, drop it in the offering box, and way out the door, you can be a part of that. This, uh, this week, the, uh, the playground equipment is going to be delivered that's going in, inside the indoor playground equipment. It's going to be delivered so it can be installed. It's being delivered this week. We like $2,800 being able to uh, do everything else that we need to do over there. The playground equipment install, the uh, lights, the uh, tables and chairs, $2,800. Not too late for you to give and be a part of that. But here's, I always have to throw this caveat in because, I, 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 I'm sorry, somebody messed me up a long time ago that preachers always want to talk about money because they want my money, okay? I want you to understand this. I don't want to be hard and mean-spirited here. I just want you to understand it. Just understand what I'm saying. God doesn't need our money. He is going to do what he wants to do, whether we give and be a part of it or not. I need to be a part of what God is doing. And so that's why I want to open this up to you, because you, be, you need to be in all three T's. In your time. Stop protecting your time at all costs. In your talents. Jesus gave you those talents, and he deserves a return on his investment. And then your tithe, and your giving.
because you need, because that, that's, your, that's your tomorrow's blessing in what you give today. All right, so, so what do we do with all this? Man, I, 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 let, let me throw this one last thing at you, because I've, I've spent a lot more time in this verse, but just real quick, we're going to go to truth and just like Christianity is not a la carte. You can't say, well I, well, I give my time. No, it's all in. Say, well, why does it have to be everything? Why can't I just do Because it's Christianity. I don't get to make the rules. You don't get to make the rules. You know who made the rules? Jesus Christ. It's named after him. And here's his example, right? What's his example? Have you not watched The Passion of the Christ? I know that's an old movie for some of you guys. But if you not watch that, I mean, look and see. What was it that Jesus did that he held back on, that he wasn't 24-7, wasn't 100% in, that he wasn't totally sold out, that he didn't give everything that he had to me and you. When he died on that cross, he gave every single thing that he had to us. And so he set this up. And this is the way Christianity is. It's not an hour and 15 minutes. I mean, the example of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, he has this vision, this prophet who wrote these words from God. He has this vision, and, and he sees how holy God is, and, and he's just taken aback, and he says, oh, woe is me, and, and, and he has this shame, and he has this sorrow, and he has repentance. And then when God makes him right, makes him in right standing with him, you know what he does? The first thing he does, the first thing he says is, here am I. Send me. Let me do something for you. Put me to work. Let me do something. I mean, how, how, how long has it been since, man, that's, that's what true repentance is. It's like saying, wait a minute, thank you, God, that you let me be in right standing with, with you, this holy, glorious, amazing, awesome God. Show me what I can do for you because somebody needs to know what I've just discovered. They need to know the truth, and I, I, I got to hurry. They need to know the truth, and Jesus is the truth. There's a lot of truth out there, right? <laughs> let me show you some from back in the day of Jesus, see if this sounds familiar. Luke 20, 20, watching for their opportunity, the religious leaders sent spies pretending to be honest men. They tried to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so he would arrest Jesus. Can I tell you something? Everything you hear is not truth. And everybody you're listening to is not going to tell you the truth because everybody has an agenda. We all have agendas. Just, it's just that Christians are supposed to have his agenda. But we all have agendas. And so we have to be careful whose truth we're listening to and whose words we're listening to. And, and if we don't, those are some of those roadside attractions and distractions that are going to keep us from getting to that place of that awesome, beautiful dream of life that he wants to give every one of us. Or here, here's another one, Luke chapter 7, verse 30. The Pharisees and experts in religious law. Again, religious leaders, the, the religious people. I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about thieves and murderers and rapists out there. I'm talking about religious leaders even. The Pharisees, experts in religious law, they rejected God's plan for them for they had refused John's baptism. He's specifically talking about this. And this was one of the steps that they should have taken. They didn't take this. They rejected what God's plan was. So... People have agendas, and people have their own truths. And we have to be careful who we're listening to, because people have agendas, and people have their own truths. And their truth is not the important one. In Luke chapter 20, verse 22, Jesus is asked another trick question. Another leader's come to him. Now tell us, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? The whole story is right there in, in chapter 20. If you'll if you look at chapter 20, you can go to the, those, the notes, sermon notes, and you can find all of it, and it's right there. 
And Jesus, some of y'all need to get this, okay? Jesus refused to be drawn into a political argument disguised as a theological discussion. Because that's what they were doing. They were twisting, they were trying to make him, trying to make him think they wanted to discuss theology when really they were discussing politics because they were looking for something they could trip him up with. We need to understand that. There's a lot of people who don't really care what our church believes. They just want to get into a discussion just to trip you up or twist your thinking of the so what do we do with this? You see, because what happens when we do these things is we start substituting opinion for truth. You know, because listen, there aren't a thousand different truths. There is a truth. And when we start, I'll hurry to this, going, when our opinion becomes part of our theology, we taint the message. When our opinion is, no, is part of the theology, if your opinion is part of your theology, it's going to be hard for you to really get the message of Jesus Christ across. Or, or like this next one for me, Tommy, right here. Uh, John Powell said, we don't need more people with opinions around us. We need to surround ourselves with truth-speaking people. Mm, that's good. Not deep. Not awesome inspiring i mean it's just simple truth you need to be surrounded by truth speaking people who do you have around you you have a lot you know a lot of people think that i i i think a lot of people think that i don't have really strong opinions because i try not to preach my opinions on sunday can i tell you why is because i've made a lot of mistakes i've stuck these size 13s in this mouth a whole lot of times I've messed up a lot of relationships. I've had to go back and apologize of a lot of things. And I finally realized the best thing for me to do is to focus on Jesus' opinion instead of my own. You know? Everything needs to be tempered with truth. You know, when, when I remember when I was younger and I heard that word tempered, I, I used to think it was almost like, you know, just adding a little bit to it. Temper it with truth. You know, put a little, put a little truth in it. That's not what temper means. Uh, jump on down. We, we're, we're behind one. Tommy, there you go. Uh, tempered means having the requisite degree of hardness or elasticity. If it's not hard enough, what happens? It breaks. If it's not elastic enough, what happens? It breaks. The only way for it to work is for it to be tempered, for it to have the right amount of hardness or elasticity. And that that, that's, just, that's just truth. And we have to make sure we have truth. Okay, so I ran through that last part right here. So, so, so how are we going to know? How, we, how can we find this way and stay on this path so we can get to the destination of that beautiful, awesome life that Jesus wants to give us? How can we know what the truth is? Because we're not talked about the truth. Really, it wasn't my intent to talk about the truth, but I wanted to point out to you all the um, competing truths and uh, opinions that are out there. So how do we wade through all that and get to it? Well, we know that God has given us the Bible, but he's also given us another, I'm going to call it tool. I guess you can figure that out, right? You're gonna, that I'm going to call it a tool, right? I've got a tool right here. This is a kind of old tool. Um, I don't know if you can see, but it's, it's cracked right there really bad. It's cracked right here really bad as well. And uh, you don't know what this is? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. And it's also... Um, got a problem with the, the mechanism that it, 
that it uses to uh, actually deliver, you know, deliver. The, I mean, this, this, this is the important part, right? But, uh, you know, this right here is what's kind of causing me some problems, and it kind of hangs up right there at 35 inches right here. So, so, but it's broken. Maybe it's used. Anybody got a uh, tape measure in your back pocket? Anybody? No? Y'all, you don't carry one of those around, Clarence? No? Anybody, anybody, how about, anybody got a tape measure in your back pocket? Somebody, somebody, hey, Mitch, come help me out with you, real. Hey, Mitch has got a tape measure in his back pocket. How about that, okay? <laughs> we didn't set this up beforehand. I don't know why y'all think that, right? Hey, I want to check this. I know all this is broken and everything, but I want to check. Would, would you check and see how far off the measurement is? Spot on. It's spot on, right? That sure is a little tape measure. Anybody got another one? Anybody got a different tape? Anybody got another tape measure? Somebody, come help me out here, Mr. Cliff, Mr. Kurt. Okay, check this out. Let, let me know. Is this? Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's right on. It's perfect. Now he says it's perfect too. It just, it just can't. I mean, look at it. It's all broken. It's busted up. I mean, it, it, it hangs up at 35. Oh, yeah. Has anybody else got one? Anybody else? Just one more tape measure. Anybody else got one? Is there one under your chair, not in your pocket? <laughs> Somebody must have laid it there. Must have just. Would you check this for me and just just see, just see how close or how far off or anything? Dead ringer. Dead ringer. Spot on. That's it. Dead ringer. Over and over and over. You know what? It doesn't matter. How bad the case is beat up, how old it is, even that the mechanism for displaying the measurement is, this is still the truth, isn't it? And you know what? This is like the church. The church gets tired at times. The church sometimes looks broken. You know why? Because it's full of broken people, people that struggle, people that are dealing with issues, some people that are cracked, right? And so you know what we do is we say, well, it's broken, and so we throw the whole thing away, right? But the truth is still the truth. You know, Jesus gave us the church. I didn't start. You know, some people and me, we started 2911, but I didn't start the church. Jesus started the church. And yeah, it looks broken at times. It looks like it doesn't function right. Sometimes we don't do a good job of getting the message out like we should. But the message we give out is still the truth. Sometimes we say, well, I don't need the church because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of hurt people over there. I heard somebody say something, something. God, you got to be so careful these days, right? I mean, because you said something 10 years ago, and if I like one of your posts now, somebody's going to go back and find that thing you said 10 years ago, and I'm going to be guilty because I like something you said today. Man, it's so, you know, I understand people with an agenda to destroy the church feeling that way, but the church can't feel that way. The church has to say this is a blood-bought group of believers. And the truth doesn't change. 
And they are the tool that Jesus gave us, not for an hour and 15 minutes. Again, Christianity is not an hour and 15 minute a week thing. But this is the church that we need. And so all week long, when you're hearing all that other junk, started using a C word, but I didn't use it there, okay? It's all that junk. You're hearing all that stuff. That's why you need this church to bring you back to the truth. Broken, cracked maybe some, imperfect in the way that it delivers, but still with the greatest message that has ever been given. That's why you need the church. I want to ask the worship team to come back. And um, I want to read you this scripture. H- hadn't read it today. This is a scripture where kind of the first two sermons, at least the titles, were really, and really the whole sermons were based on. John 14, verse 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Not only... You know, not only can we not get to this awesome life in this world without Jesus, we can't, definitely can't get to the awesome life after this one without Jesus. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And if you're not getting there, if you're struggling getting there, if you're struggling with all this stuff, and maybe you, you, you are the person that struggles on Sunday afternoon with the waitress or in traffic, during the week or whatever or whatever things are you struggle with the people that God has blessed you to live with if you are just understand your your way is not going to get you there his way is going to get you there your truth is not going to change their minds their hearts or their eternity his truth is going to change that and if you're someone that doesn't know Jesus, and say it. Life may look crazy, weird, strange, and difficult to you. It's always going to. Until you start following Him, because He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life. And I invite you to join us as we pursue Him. And sometimes, yeah, we're. we're sometimes we look like this. Sometimes we're still not perfect, but we're still chasing after. Him. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.